What's up, people? It's Dave. It's Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from UK Quartet Svalbard. The band's new album, The Weight of the Mask, will be released on October 6th via Nuclear Blast Records. Nuclear Blast just coming along and making everything awesome. I can have that. That's my little jingle that I wrote for them. Copyright that shit. Uh, on 2020's When I Die, Will I Get Better, Svalbard cut so deep musically and lyrically that I raised the questions, where can Svalbard possibly go from here? How do you follow up an album created at the darkest point in your life? If this were a Disney movie, this would be the point where we say that the new record, The Weight of the Mask, is the light piercing through the dark clouds, the hope returning into your heart, the promise of a happy ending. Well, it's not. <laughs> the depression did not simply go away. It clinged like a limpet. It morphed over lockdown after lockdown. It grew into a beast. But it's a beast that Svalbard no longer fears. If the previous record was about facing your demons, then this album is about fighting them with everything you've got. Written in the band's freezing cold rehearsal room in Bristol, which required two members to drive 120 miles from London every weekend, Album Bristol's alright as well. I've been to Bristol a few times oh, in yeah? the last year for work, and Bristol's one of those places that, like, see when you're there, it's like, oh, Bristol, and then the <laughs> novel will wears off really quick, and you're like, oh, Bristol. <laughs> so I feel Can the band's pain. Okay. I was only visiting, I don't live there, so. <laughs> uh, the album did not come together painlessly. The pressure of the success of their fourth album was daunting and the band's response was to take an extremely meticulous approach to writing new material. I've lost count of the amount of times that these songs changed, joked Serena Cherry, lead guitar and vocals, but in that process of deeply analysing each musical idea, we certainly learned how to get the best from each other. Lyrically, the words on this record are everything I keep silent in my day-to-day life, says Serena. It's the lyrical equivalent of locking yourself in the bathroom so no one can hear you cry. The album is titled The Weight of the Mask to symbolise the pressure of maintaining a semblance of cold normality when inside you're falling apart, but the album is also about the pain that lies behind the mask. The band were keen to work again with producer Lewis Johns as he truly understands both the heaviness and the beauty in Svalbard sound. Lewis makes the band feel comfortable enough to draw out their darkest emotions when recording, with Serena admitting she cried in the vocal booth when recording the lyrics to all of these songs. With a fourth album now under their belts, Svalbard are going from strength to strength, not just as one of the brightest sparks in metal and contemporaries of a burgeoning modern British metal scene, but as av- advocates for mental health. So, um, we we reviewed the last album. We really loved the it. last album. We did. Um, both of us were really intrigued to hear like where they were going to go on this one. I remember you asking me weeks ago, are we getting Svalbard? Are we doing Svalbard? I was yeah, like, yes. like, it's, yes. it's like a legit question. It's one of those ones that has been... We've already maybe... We've already used the term one of the most anticipated albums <laughs> of the year on a previous recording. And yes. maybe that was for everyone else. Right. But of the group of albums we're recording on this slate this week, mm-hmm. Svalbard for months now has been the... When when are we getting it? Like how good? <laughs> how close are we? Are with the PR company? Is this a kind of? Please tell me it's not a stream. That was the first question. Um, second thing is this like a like a month before? Is this like a, 
two weeks before what we're talking about mm. please tell me this isn't a day before yes that has happened please don't <laughs> tell me this is a day after it's been released which has also happened by certain PR companies yeah it's been on the you mentioned it part of it is the anticipation of where the band were going to go in the next one part mm. of it's the anticipation of them being on Nuclear Blast and the fact that Nuclear Blast did this kind of might, it might have something to do with who's now doing a and for them. Uh, but they went on this kind of supermarket sweep of picking up a lot of really, really interesting UK acts in yep. the last two years. And this is them all now making their debut on Nuclear Blast. Mm. And every single band that has released an album from these here shores on Nuclear Blast in the last two years have blown up. Their sound mm. has been like amplified and much more... Not even just interesting, just like like bigger. I like they've all become monolithic. So mm. already on the Svalbard hype train, where I'm like that, this band sounds fucking monstrous. Yeah, it's like where, where do you go next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how can you how can you elevate without completely changing? Yeah. Um, which is a question that I uh, have been uh, eagerly wanting answered until oh. I listen to the album. <laughs> So, um, the weight of the mask, Duncan. Um, what did you think? What did you make of this new release from Svalbard? Everything I wanted it to be and more, to be oh. honest. I think this is fucking stunning. Mm. Now, there's a couple of reasons behind that. Lewis Johns is... I kind of feel like... <laughs> it's going to take like a decade for people to realise how many, how many albums they have in their fucking collection mm. that have had that John's rub like all over them the John's yeah I mean like he has this ability to just make things sound effortlessly clean mm. but heavy as fuck like, <laughs> <laughs> like the two things should they should like kind of like butt heads like fucking rams trying to fucking win out in mating season but for whatever reason like he, he manages to wield those elements really really well together and what I found longer term with him is he actually really shines where bands have a kind of multifaceted approach to how they do their music mm. so the more instrumentation the easier it seems to get for Lewis Johns like for some reason he's just like hey, additional synths I'm oh, not here guys <laughs> uh, like different like you want you want the melody and the heavy screams oh, we'll do that come on let's, 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 uh, ain't nothing but a thing and speaking of him I get the impression that he's always as excited as the bands are. Mm. And that kind of shows here. The production is chef's kiss good. Mm. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. The last couple of UK female-fronted bands that we've kind of spoken about, specifically with Ithaca and Rolo Tomasi, sounded like they'd grown in maturity, but also their sound had just elevated up. And a lot of that's to do with production, but a lot of it's also to do with the way I think he inspires confidence in the front women in those bands to really lay it in, specifically on the melody of which I didn't realise I needed that as much on a Svalbard album until this one. Mm. Um, And that's where it really started to, to, to grab me. Like, from the opening track here, Fake It has since that just make me want to fucking scream uh, with joy. I I fucking love it. It's 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 got a kind of eighties thing, 
but it's like modern and it's really cool sounds and what I love about this as well is that it's not just the one trick pony like they carry this through it's actually uh, an element that repeats in, in terms of cycles you get that straight on Eternal Spirits um, you get these huge contrasts between really happy sounding chords like on De- Defiance starts off as one of the happiest like guitar wise these big you're like oh yeah I'm gonna go run on the beach in (laughs) California but the vocals are just like vicious and venom spitting and the track settles into something a bit more sinister a bit less melancholic and a bit more bit more grave Mm. but when they start doing that that's when the melody slips it's like they really play with those elements a band that like have really found a grasp of juxtaposing aggression and melody and transferring them over. So when the guitars go more melodic, the vocals can happily switch into something more aggressive. But mm. then when the guitars go almost black metal in terms of the, how they're picked, the vocals then sweep to melody. And it's it's a really, really, really cool thing they do. Mm. Um, the album is full of texture in a way which just makes it moreish. Um Mature is a word that I know every band hates, like any reviewer mentioning, and I'm sorry, I'm going to do it, because uh, <laughs> I can't think of any other word that aptly fits what they're... This sounds like a maturity that's seeped into the band, mm. and that comes from, I think, their, they're saying how difficult the recording experience was, but I think that pain is somehow... Or even the pain and focus that they were working on, or working through, has, if anything, is given them a a better grasp on their craft mm. overall. I didn't think any of the previous stuff that I've heard Svalbard do was necessarily unrefined by any stretch of the imagination. The songs were really, really, really cool, really, mm. really well executed. But you know you're on to something a little bit special here when like November kicks in. And it's this beautiful, reverby, lush, vibrant opening. Mm. and the band are stripping things back and it's it, it's got this it's, it's got a huge weight behind it and it takes its time and it, it lays out the point which I once again I love about them and that to me is the the points where I realised that they really had become something different like they've infused so many tracks here with a kind of bleak optimism that it's it, 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 it's it's difficult to to kind of not feel sad, but yet not feel inspired by the end of it. Mm. Like at the end of this album, I felt the weight of what I'd heard, but I weirdly felt great about my day. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a it's not one of those things where like they've they're wallowing and. Any any particular kind of self pity or anything like that. If anything, that this kind of feels like the expungement of, the, you know, a, a lot of what has probably been with the band now. Through let's be honest, a pretty rocky release on the previous album, which we pushed against controversy from the label that we're on and all the stuff that kicked out there. And then, like you like they said in the press statement, right in this lockdowns and all the fucking rest. 
and that should have been a triumph, a very triumphant moment for the album. And weirdly, they had to vicariously live that through critics as opposed to yeah. through fan interaction. It's not the same. Like mm. all the critics in the world telling you that your albums are great do nothing for a band that rely on touring, merch sales, and all the rest. Um, but weirdly, I think it's going to work out really well for them because I think this album. Whereas I think that previous album would have got them on a certain tier of yeah. touring. I think this one will allow them to jump up. There are a couple of like moments on this album that I just want to hug the band in a non-threatening way. <laughs> Lights Out is a big one for me. Lights Out has this kind of black metal kind of fucking ferocious open. And a chorus which is venomous on the vocals but the synths are fucking 80s fucking tastic for me just huge sounding just like like in a way where i can't i can't like give you the exact point that i started to smell when listening to it but i couldn't fucking stop mm. um i think it's i think it's a glorious track and when you hit that kind of middle section and everything breaks out kind of very Rolo Tomasi actually it breaks out into this huge clean section with the guitars of all that you know all this kind of this echo and cleanness about them and there's mm. a synth layer behind that and these beautiful vocals over it and you just get a feeling of how grand this album actually is how huge it is yeah and then when you think you've got the album pegged like when you're like that, right, I know what this album is. I'm fully over. I know what. Right, Svalbard have matured. A wee round of applause. <laughs> um, how it swim down swings in, Dave. And we spoke about this recently. I hadn't heard it, and I still hadn't heard it until the album dropped. So I just remember you saying to me, "Listen, they're doing stuff." <laughs> here is the envelope they're pushing it mm. like give that wee nudge um, and I remember like I had made a comment specifically about another UK based band um, one pupil slice and I was like that this is the best British metal album of the year like mm. to me I just I couldn't I couldn't get away from how fucking amazing it sounded and you were like Svalbard still has an album coming this year. I'm like, I'm sure it'll be great. I love that previous one. Mm. And you're like, no, the sound is going big. Like, there is a track, and it is very unsvalbardy, um, which is a adjective that we're going to use here. Um, and I never mean like, right, we'll see, we'll see about that. Not only is it perfectly placed on the album, I think it is a glorious song. Mm. I, I genuinely do. I, I fucking love it it has all the eeriness of like Enya like I mean you know what I mean like where it's like the, the, the vocal I, soft spot always will have a small soft spot for Enya don't know why <laughs> uh, but it has all the eeriness of that but all the emotional core of something more important where she's singing about fucking Caribbean blues and across the seas and all <laughs> that shit this has what well, it has that role to Massey thing. Mm. We were listening to that previous album, got that. It, this just sounds massive. And it's there again. Part of that is Lewis Johns. I don't dispute that for one second. Yeah. The majority of that's the band pushing themselves beyond their comfort zone and let, allowing us into a vulnerable circle. Mm. And it's, it's fucking incredible. It's one of the highlights of the album for me. 
What I love about them is they don't do the thing that most bands do when they come into their next song. They let Be My Tomb breathe in, right? Fucking, let's roll on that. And when it kicks in, it seems huge and kind of, once again, kind of juxtaposed happy angry sound that kicks in. They don't just go for the heaviest song they've ever fucking done right after the ballad because mm. a lot of bands feel they need to do that to get people back. And they don't, once again, that just shows maturity and um, and great songwriting. Uh, Pillars in the Sand is a great fucking, like, a pre-closer of an album. To Wilt Beneath the Weight is Chef's Kiss album closer for me. I fucking love it. And when I got to the end of it on my first listen, I was like, by Jove, they've done it. And mm. I don't know why I was, like, kind of... I don't even know why I was surprised, because all that stuff's charting that way. Great record label elevation of British bands you know just the bands he surround themselves with are all like all charting up mm. that you feel like they're everyone's having to raise their game but Svalbard have done it in such an organic way in such a short time I mean realistically this like for, for a band that is like not as long in the tooth as some of their, their peers I think they've just raised to a completely different level so much so that I may have to retract my statement that Pupil Slicer has my favourite British metal album of the year. We mm. still got Green Lung to go as well. This year is like fucking up my happiness. Um, I love Pupil Slicer for different reasons, right? Very different sounding band, very mm. different technique. Yeah. This is the most self assured, most confident, and I would say best album that Svalbard have done to date. I think mm. this is absolutely fucking excellent front to back and I have spun this a lot <laughs> and I will continue spinning it to the end of the year I think this is fucking excellent I really 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 do cannot praise that enough and it just once again leads me back to my statement what last year when I was like that the British metal scene right now is one of the most exciting scenes across the board um, and Svalbard are an integral cog in that um and mm. that they're doing stuff that just sounds massive. Like, yeah. it just... It sounds fucking huge. Mm. And I've yet to see them live, and we will rectify that when they're on tour. So, yeah, this is fucking great. I think it's brilliant. I, I can't can't praise it enough, Dave. Um, and nice. if you give me any more room to talk about it, I will go back and talk about the Enterjust of Sin Sims. And that is where we look like the YouTube demographic will show us where we lose listeners. Mm. That is the point. So this is where you put the break in okay. and it says Dave's review. And then you speak. I see what you do on YouTube. Cool. Fancy fuck. Uh, so what did you make? Well of, um, uh, the new Svalbard album. Yeah. Um I think yeah, I think it's it's very clear to, to hear that this is the next um evolutional step for, for Svalbard. Um while still like retaining what it is we all love about the band in the first place um, I kind of feel like that old chestnut statement of um, yeah it's just the band's heaviest and most melodic thing I've ever written you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and sometimes it, those statements are true though the reason we didn't are. like it is because every band for about a decade's press statement said this is the most melodic yet the heaviest album to date and you were listening to it going like that there's no fucking melody on this and it yeah. sounds like the previous album yeah so, that's fair yeah. to say that Dave yeah uh, some of that is true for this album um, although 
I will say I've never heard Svalbard make that statement, so just to, just on the record, <laughs> we haven't ever said that. Um, yeah, um, this is a. I think it's a bit more a bit more direct. This album, um, even that the sound and production of the album feels more like feels heftier. Um, the drums, um, especially, have have this kind of punch to them, um, even more so than on uh, When I Die Will I Get Better. But the more melodic parts, the the clean sections, the kind of the the post parts of their sound those are the parts i think that feel the biggest um more kind of almost more surrounding than they did before um i think the the lead work on this album is incredible i think it feels far more focal on this one um it's something they've always been really good at um it kind of intertwining amongst the the kind of chaos um to add that kind of layer of texture or a bit of light to to the sound but i feel here like they've they've pushed that part of their sound a little more in the forefront um, and I think that gives the tracks a, a really cool balance it makes those uplifting parts feel um, even more powerful on these tracks um, it's also a very uh, continual sounding album the, the way they've kind of ordered the tracks and the way they've given like the ends of the tracks and the uh, a kind of natural fade out and you know it feels very blended from track to track making it flow really well um, like not once did this feel like too disjointed or, or jarring you know it's a very seamless kind of listening experience um but i was still aware of when we'd like switch to a new track you know because it had a, a different tone or a different intensity um or a new element to kind of distinguish itself from the, the previous track um going from like from track one i think faking it which is very very dreamy and you know with huge atmosphere um and it's got these like kind of small bursts of like almost like a black metal tempo intensity to it mm. um going from that into a track like um eternal spirits which is much more kind of hardcore weighted in its rhythm um and the guitars have much more of a kind of loaded kind of chuggy style in the verses and then there's a kind of breakdown type part towards the end which reminded me a little bit of misery signals actually not gonna lie um which i did enjoy though Good show. um then you've got like tracks like Defiance, which pulls more of that kind of almost like kind of post black metal speed in with the the kind of odd hardcore rhythm scattered throughout. So it's always kind of like switching in some way. The mechanics of each track will um, change ever so slightly to give you like a different kind of structure, which I think together um, gives you that kind of signature like Svalbard sound. I think um, which which on this release is the most definitely the most expansive they've, they've ever sounded i think they've mm. definitely pushed the boundaries of that um and it sounds incredible i think um there are a handful of moments that they they throw in you know just to keep you on your toes as well um, there are some kind of lighter more um ethereal moments on the track tracks like november um, where they push more of that kind of like post rock or kind of shoegaze moment for a good chunk of the song but yeah, then give you the sand has like a like a dreamy dreamy like, yeah. like you, you know what I mean? Like, you've, like if you close your eyes when you're listening, you kind of feel like you're so you could like naturally sway while you're listening to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, Lights out as well has has some kind of almost like it, it kind of made me think of like a almost like folky kind of lead work. It had a weird kind of kind of folk. Enya, kinda, Dave, is what you're thinking about. The word is Enya. Celtic, almost like a kind of Celtic folk metal type like thing. Enya, like Enya, um, but. Um, <laughs> The big, the big thesaurus of Enya. 
phrases <laughs> Celtic yeah Although Irish it, it doesn't like, feel like it's in that genre at all it just has this kind of no, weird kind of like yeah um, then uh, on How to Swim Down we've got um, we've got a violin part which is um, provided by the guitarist Liam which is fucking awesome I think it's oh, really does that well. As well yeah yeah the guitarist Liam does right. that yeah. oh, I thought they got a, once again don't read the press statement or any of that information so um, no, I just um, assumed they got someone in no, I think I think I read somewhere that they tried some of it on the previous album, but they didn't really think it worked, so they kind of right. left it, and then they've they thought it felt more, it kind of worked better on this album. It's so fucking works here, so yeah, I think it's it's really well woven in, um, and I think it's one of the more kind of like emotionally kind of dreamy tracks of the release, um, and like just while we're on those two tracks, I just want to mention the 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 vocals of Serena, which I think her her voice on this album is. It's, it's one of the best it's her best performance to date by far um, I think what she delivers in terms of the kind of texture um, of her voice and, and lyrically as well I think um, her voice is just just visceral I, I don't know I don't know if her making that um, black metal album in between the last album <laughs> and this one has had an impact in any way but yeah. she sounds on fire here like our, our our aggressive tone is just so so good um, and our melody is is so on point it's ridiculous um, but I felt like those two tracks in particular um, Lights Out and How to Swim Down were both incredible tracks both for, for both for different reasons um, I think the, the lyrical choices on, on Lights Out are, are really hard hitting um, mm. there's a there's a scream on, on that track which is uh, I am so depressed to show you how depressed I am and like when I heard that, I was like, wow, that just like it really kind of hit me. Like I was like, that's a fucking incredible lyric. Um, I think her, her lyrics are probably more direct on this. You know, they feel quite honest um, and you feel like every word that she screams. Um, but those like heavier, darker moments are so well like juxtaposed against something like um, How to Swim Down, where the melodies are just so like uplifting. Um, she's She's always been very good at kind of paint a picture with her words um but i think she's refined that even more in this release um also on the aggressive side her, her tone just sounds even more blistering here um and then i think when you kind of couple that in with liam's voice as well the two together sound even more ferocious it's like it's like like barking dogs or something like that it's like <laughs> yeah um that's a compliment by the way <laughs> um I know how annoying barking dogs can be, but that didn't, I didn't mean that was annoying. Um, yeah, I mentioned the, the production earlier slightly, but I, I just want to kind of highlight again how good this actually sounds. I think Lewis has done a, a fantastic job on the on the kind of sound design. Um, again. Again, yeah. I think this sounds even more kind of vibrant. Um, the lead work sounds phenomenal. I think it really lifts these tracks up. Um, and as I said, the drums definitely for me sounded more snappy. That bass drum has got a, a real kind of click to it. Um, it just kind of cuts through everything. Um, and vocal tones uh, sound really rich and warm in the melody, but still have that raspy kind of earthiness to them in the harsher parts. Um, great placement in the synths as well. Um, they don't overdo it, um, but they place them just when the track needs a bit more warmth or a bit more you know depth in the background. Um, nothing, nothing major to criticize really on on this one to be honest um my only afterthought about this album is i felt like it was it has as heavy moments thematically and lyrically that, that hit really deep but i felt like i was almost craving for some of the heavy parts to be a 
bit more monumental. Like there were a few moments that I felt like were on the brink, but they right. didn't quite get there for me. Like I don't know. Sometimes it felt like they maybe layered up too many elements over over the top that it kind of diluted the heaviness of the the guitars a little bit. Um, I think it would have made those parts a little bit more satisfying and more memorable for me if they'd let some of the riffs kind of breathe on their own just a little bit. Mm. Um, very small, and it's very very personal preference. Um, others might not have that issue, as, as you can hear from Duncan. Um, but it was <laughs> the one thing that kept coming, every time I listened to the album, it was the one thing that was in my mind afterwards. Um, it was just I just wanted some of those elements to be, some of those bits to be a bit heavier. Um, the, the end of Eternal Spirits was probably my favourite with the kind of, it's got these kind of big epic vocals alongside that groove riff. Um, but I could have been doing with some more of those moments that just kind of grabbed me a bit more. But that aside, I thought this was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, Despite all my rage, Dave, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Political <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, genius. Uh, Svalbard, The Weight of the Mask. Um, what are you going to score the new one from Svalbard? Five. Five. Boom. I think this is their best album. I would have given the previous album can't remember what I gave the previous album. <laughs> I know I scored that high though. Um, yeah. This is better, so this is a five for me. I think this is. I think the band of Thunder Sound. Yeah. This is their sound. I actually also think that some of maybe the issues that you have will wash out live. Maybe. Yeah. You possibly. I, mean? I think. I think. I think. I think some of those tracks where you're like maybe there's too much going. I think once in a live setting, those guitars are going to sound heavier anyway. It's going to yeah. sound bigger. Um, yeah, I think this is, I think this is fucking great. Mm. I I can't stress how excited I am yeah. for these guys. Like you feel this. That this 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 is an album where everything's laid out, and like they, they put everything into this, and I I, I feel every nuance of it. Mm. Um, it's fucking excellent. So yeah, I couldn't score it less than a five. Nice. Nice. Um, it's a 4.5 uh, for me. Um, I think it's a, another great release um, from Svalbard, who clearly are are getting better and better on each album. Um, I think, yeah, there was just that kind of one element that was still kind of missing for me. There was just some parts that felt like there was quite a lot going on, and it kind of didn't let the guitars stand out quite as much as I thought they should have, just to kind of deliver that heavy moment. Um, so I'd like a, a little bit more of that, but it's just a personal thing. But uh, 4.5 for me on this one. Um, okay, so the new Svalbard album drops on October 6th on Nuclear Blast. Links below to the band, to the pre-order. Check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Have a listen. Um, let us know your thoughts and opinions on it. That is the review. Thank you for checking out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone. <laughs>